back to the Nordic Components Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 169, baby. Coming off a uh, a good show from last week. I uh, didn't actually record that one last week. It was the the week prior. Uh, that was the show that I was telling you guys about. We went up to Rock Castle to attend the Night Stalker Association two-gun competition. And uh, we finally got the thumbs up to release that show. And it was a good show. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed doing that with those guys. And uh, looking forward to doing some more things with them in the near future. And if you missed that episode, go back. It's one, episode 168. And uh, it was with the uh, Night Stalker Association. So check that out. And then the week prior, we had X Steel Targets. And, of course, we had a trivia question on that one that's still up for grabs where X Steel Targets is giving away one of their AR-500 Steel Targets. So you still have an opportunity between this show and the next show um, before we announce the winner. So uh, you guys go back to episode, was it one? That'd be 167, 167 X Steel Targets. And uh, listen to that show and find out what you have to do to win that. It's real easy, real simple. We like to just give stuff away. Of course, the Strike Industries apparently wasn't that easy because nobody won that one. They were giving away two awesome packages of their uh, accessory packages, and you could pick the color and everything that you wanted. But uh, nobody got it right, according to them. So if you think you got it right and um, you want to hit them up on their Facebook page and argue with them, you're more than welcome to. I just go by what they say. <laughs> so. Today, I've got joining me our good buddy, Andrew. What's up, Drew? Howdy, left hand. And uh, Andrew is with Kalashnikov USA, as you guys know. And I thought today what we could do is talk a little bit about AKs. I just got um, a new one in from Palmetto State Armory. Excited about that. Maybe one day I'll get my Kalashnikov USA one back. <laughs> one day. One day. But no, I'm excited about it. I got it uh, earlier this week. And um, it's just their, it's their basic. It's the PSAK-47 is what they call it. Kind of a play on their Palmetto State uh, initials, Palmetto State Armory. Uh, but it's uh, I got the synthetic. He was supposed to have sent me the red furniture one, but he sent the the black synthetic one. Feel free to chime in anytime. Oh, sorry. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm getting blown up on my damn phone. Hold on. Tell him to get off your ass, man. So you're doing yeah, some marketing. Got, I had a crazy day. Yeah, you did. You uh, you're telling me you had a blowout. Yeah, I had a, a blowout. I just got my truck back from the body shop on Monday, from where a guy backed into me. Right, yeah, you told me that story, yeah. So I had a blowout, changed that all out, dropped my tire off at McDuffie over here, over by Berry Hill. Right. And uh, to get it patched, and he couldn't, he's like, man, you can wait or come back and get it tomorrow. So I was like, well, I'll come back and get it today. So um, then yesterday afternoon, after leaving Morgan's office, a mother <laughs> backs into in front of my truck. <laughs> Again? You got hit twice? Again. <laughs> Two days out of the body shop. Oh, I'm at a, my I'm gosh. At a, stop sign on division street right by the, the traffic circle right there at division street on music road yeah that's a mess over there dude decides he wants to turn around and go the other way slaps his little nissan in reverse and back right into me wow were you there yeah i was standing around sitting at the stop sign i was in my car oh you were in it okay yeah i was you blowing want... the horn at him telling him to stop and he just kept on going. Well, hopefully he had insurance so back to ak's yeah and uh <laughs> we thought uh, we'd talk a little bit uh maybe a little bit about the history of ak's today uh, and then um, there's some things I'm wanting to do to this one, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit too. But first, we got to take care of that jack wagon train, baby. Oh, Lord. 
Bring it in, Gunny. Hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so I don't really have a Jack Wagon this week. I've kind of I've been looking for one. Do you have anybody that you want to throw in? No, honestly, man, I'm so busy, I didn't even think, I didn't even think about a Jack Wagon, but there's got to be some Jack Wagons out there. There's got to be something going on out there that uh, we could throw somebody on for. Let me see if any of the leadheads have made any suggestions this week on Facebook. Oh, I bet they have. Probably not. A man fatally shot his cousin to see if a bulletproof vest still worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, that, that's more like a Darwin Award. Yeah, it's a Darwin and a Jack Wagon Award. So this dude's in Florida, and this was sent to us by uh, number one leadhead, Chuck. Who, uh, by the way, Chuck is taking part in the Mission 22 uh, push-up challenge. And he's challenged me and Casey, and I haven't started doing that yet, but we're going to do that. So, uh, if you guys... My wrist is healed up now. I could probably do it, too. You can start. All right. I'm going to challenge you to do it with us. All right. That's 22 every day? 20... No, it's... You do... Yeah, 22 every day for 22 days. Got it. Yeah. And we got to video it, and we got to challenge somebody every day to do it. All right, so this guy in Florida, and this happened uh, a couple weeks back. Um, these two dudes, and they look of Spanish descent, uh, said officers who responded to the scene found uh, Men- Menendez with a gunshot wound in his chest. He later died after being transported to the hospital. According to the report, Garibaldi, I guess that's his cousin, initially told police that he found his cousin wounded after he heard a gunshot but police said that they have a witness who described seeing Garibaldi shoot Menendez. So what they were doing was uh, this dude had a vest, and he wondered whether it still worked. (laughs) And his cousin, Garibaldi, uh, pulled a gun out and replied, let's see. And now you know the rest of the story. Menendez is dead, and Garibaldi is in jail. Idiots. That reminds me of that movie um, with Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal? Gil- Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, however you say his damn name. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie now, but he's like he his wife dies in a car accident. They're in a car accident together, and his wife dies, and then he just kind of goes nuts. He's not really nuts, but he just, his mind snaps. And uh, he, like, starts destroying his house with a sledgehammer. And he's got this great job. And he basically just kind of sabotaging his job. And I don't I, think I've seen that one. I'm going to IMDB it right quick. What's his name? Jake Gillian? It's pronounced Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. But it's spelled like G-Y-E-N-H-Hall. I call him Hall. Gillian Hall. Yeah. He's but, got a hot sister. Yeah, she was in... Um, Independence a bunch Day. Of it's been a bunch of stuff. I think. It's pretty popular. The Man Who Made it Snow. That's not it. Demo- Demolition. Yeah, I've never seen it. I'll check it out. Uh, it's 2015, so it's been out a minute. Um, but the, is a successful investment banker struggles after losing his wife in a tragic car crash. With the help of customer service rep and her young son, he starts to rebuild, beginning with demolition of the life he once knew. So um, it's it's really dark. But anyway, he's got this bulletproof vest. <laughs> he pulls it out, and the chick's son, the young son that you're talking about there, uh, he's like, oh, you know, I wonder if this works. So <laughs> he puts the vest on, and the kid starts shooting him. 
with the I think it was a forty five or something like that he was shooting with. But that reminded me of that. So apparently they must have watched that movie before they did that. Yeah, that sounds like a, a not a very bright move. So I mean, another proof that guys don't believe everything you see or hear in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they did it in a movie don't mean you should try it. Just because Jake did it don't mean you can do it. He's been in some good movies, though. He was in uh, Jarhead. That was a great movie. I love that movie. He was in, he was in your uh, your favorite movie, Lefty. What? Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Skin that meat wagon. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a autobiography by me. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> he was playing me in that. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's what I thought. I honestly have not seen that movie yet. A less attractive version of you. Less, yeah, very less attractive. That's right. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie yet, but I did see no, Jarhead. I've actually never seen it before either. I heard Jarhead, it's good. Jarhead, End of Watch uh, was another one that he was in. It was really good. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Nightcrawler was another weird one. I watched it, but it it was another where he plays a weird. Yeah, it's definitely a, a weird dark movie, but that was, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little different. And I haven't seen Southpaw yet, but I heard it was pretty good. He's like a boxer. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Yeah. So, welcome to the jack wagon train. People who do stupid things like, I wonder if this bulletproof vest works. <laughs> this really old bulletproof vest. <laughs> I'd like to see more on that. What kind of ammo there is. Because these look like a couple of gangbangers anyway. Probably, he probably shot him with an AR <laughs> with some soft armor. He probably did some of the, the uh, green tip stuff. <laughs> that you guys wouldn't let me shoot the uh, AR-500 targets with the other day. Well, I mean, we you could have. You just tore them all to pieces. I know. I would have. And they were so know. nice. I got to yeah. hit them to tear them up, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hitting the targets very much. None you of my hit st- a few times. None of my stuff was sighted in, except my uh, my 80% AR. It was sighted in. I've never seen anyone show up to the range with 12 guns and only one sighted in. <laughs> That's why I brought them. <laughs> I was like, if I, t- if I take these, it'll it'll be enough of a pet peeve to to Andrew that he'll sign them in for me. But, well, if you if we'd have brought some paper targets and a bench, I would have signed them. I know Where'd I had the paper targets, but uh, of course they were on the table when I got home. So yeah, they didn't along with it. the along with the orange paint. Yeah, the orange paint. Yeah, so we could uh, highlight the X steel targets. But you know, when we're you got so much crap, you're hauling back and forth to and fro. It was a good time though, man. I thoroughly enjoyed our trip to the to the chirp pit. It was a good time. We'll have to do that again when it's not so damn hot. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good time. Got a little X Steel targets. Those X Steel targets were fantastic. X Steel targets. Yeah, those things really hold up. They're they're really good. I like them and affordable too, man. Yeah, we beat the tar out of those things, and man, you could barely even tell we've been shooting. We shot them all day long. Yeah, you just throw a little white paint back over. It's like brand new. I mean, we were shooting with, what, what were we shooting with? Nines, forties, forty fives, tons of two, two, three, twelve gauge slugs, buckshot, number eights. I mean, we 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 put some serious rounds down range, and uh, yeah, this thing's they took the licking. I'm gonna be putting some uh, seven six two by three nine on them here shortly. Oh yeah, take this AK out and uh, put it to the test. Well, I think the uh, the news media uh, again. Where this uh, the Charlotte Charlotte cops the the recent okay. shooting have you seen it I haven't seen it but I, I had a friend text me about it yeah there's that another Charlotte so the wife is filming the whole thing with her cell phone and then she takes the footage to a news uh, outlet there and they broadcast it 
you know, and then thus the riots start again. Oh, yeah. That's pretty irresponsible of them to do something like that. It's definitely irresponsible. I'm kind of a on a, you know, it's a slippery slope. It's irresponsible, but it's still, you know, freedom of the press. So it's hard to, well, you know, it's irresponsible on one hand. I mean, and you've on got the other freedom. Uh, we've all got our freedoms, but we have to be responsible with our freedoms. Oh, I agree. I agree. You know, and I, I don't. I think that was completely irresponsible of them. Again, I don't. I don't know all the you know the backstory on it, or if they consulted with the police department before they released it, or anything like that. But yeah, I do know that it did incite a riot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which you know whether it's justified or not, that remains to be seen. All right, quick audio warning coming up. There's some uh, foul language. This is the actual audio from that shooting. And if you got kids, you might want to turn it down. I'm not going to edit this. This is uh, exactly how the news posted it. I used to run a law enforcement supply. I used to work Don't on- shoot him. Don't shoot him. He has no weapon. He has no weapon. Don't shoot him. Don't gun, shoot him. Gun, gun. Don't shoot him. He didn't do anything. He's got a gun. He doesn't have a gun. He has a TBI. He's not going to do anything to you guys. He just took his medicine. Oh Keith, don't let them break the windows. Come on out the car. Keith, don't do it. Keith, get out the car. Keith, Keith, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Keith, 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 don't you do it. Did you shoot him? Did you shoot him? Did you shoot him? He better not be fucking dead. He better not be fucking dead. I know that fucking much. I know that much. He better not be dead. I'm not gonna come near you. I'm gonna record you. I'm not coming near you. I'm gonna record you. He better be alive because I'm coming. You better be alive out of that. Yes, we're here over here at 50, uh, uh, 50, uh, 94, 53 Lexington Court. These are the police officers that shot my husband, and he better live. He better live. Because he didn't do nothing to them. He ain't nobody touching nobody. So they all good. I know he better live. I know he better live. How about that? I'm not coming to you guys, but he better live. He better live. Y'all hear this and you see this, right? He better live. So it looks like he didn't have a gun. He had something that looked like a gun. He was pulling a suicide by cop because he said he just took his medicine. Yeah, he took some kind of medicine. TBI? What's TBI? What is that? No idea. Some kind of delivery system for medicine, I guess. I don't... Yeah, I would imagine maybe like a insulin pump or something like that. Yeah, could be. Uh, it's not tra- traumatic brain injury, is it? Maybe. Could be. Please take Scott's watch. Does not clearly show the exact moment he was shot by police on Tuesday. Scott is seen on the ground surrounded by police officer at the moment he was shot fired. He better not be effing dead. He better not be effing dead. The killing of Scott 43 sparked three nights of fire protests and violent clashes between protesters and law enforcement activists. And the Scott family have pressed city officials to release body cam or dash cam footage of the fatal encounter. In the two-minute, 12-second footage provided by Scott's family, the Scott family's attorney to NBC News. So they gave it to NBC. Okay. Scott can be heard saying, don't shoot him, don't shoot him, as a police officer appeared to converge on a white pickup truck in the parking lot of a condominium complex. He has no weapon. Don't shoot him. Blah, blah, blah. Rakia, whatever her name, Scott, can be heard urging her husband to comply with the officers who had instructed her husband to drop the gun, drop the gun. Keith, don't let them break the windows, come out of the car. She can be heard yelling, Keith, don't do it, Keith, don't do it. It's at that moment that four gunshots can be heard. 
asked Scott's wife screams, did you shoot him? Do you shoot him? In the aftermath, police officers can be seen attending to Scott's prone body as his wife apparently calls 911. The footage was obtained by NBC News amid conflicting reports about whether a gun was found at the scene of the shooting. Police say he had a handgun on him and posed an intimate, deadly threat. The family says he was not armed and did not pose a threat to officers. No gun is visibly clear in the video footage, which appears to have been recorded from a nearby patch of grass. A photo previously obtained by NBC News from local affiliate WCNC appears to show an object at the scene that police sources identified to the affiliate as a gun. So he did have a gun, according to the police, which I would say they probably didn't lie about that. Officers said they saw Scott holding a handgun as he exited his car and returned to its vehicle. He then exited again as officers approached him and became threatening. Police said Charlie Michael Bridges, Car Putney, said three officers at the scene were wearing body cams. Although the officer who fired the fatal shot was not, protesters demanded the police release the videos. Da, 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 da. Putney said Thursday that the videos he has seen don't show absolute definitive visual evidence that Scott pointed a gun at the officers. Justin Bamberg, attorney for the Scott family, who also watched the police video, said that they failed to prove that he was armed. Scott can be seen in the video calmly walking back after he was approached by police, according to Bamberg. It is impossible to discern from the videos what, if anything, Mr. Scott is holding in his hands, he said in a statement. So, yeah, yeah, pretty inconclusive. Well, and what we don't see on this is what what led up to that. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's what. Again, this is what they had. This is the video that they that they released, but we don't see and we don't know what led up to that. What mm-hmm. led? I mean, police don't just swarm like that. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a, a reason. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there was there was something going on, but yeah, and just yeah, like that dude in Tulsa, the Tulsa shooting, that guy was um, like hallucinating or something, wasn't he? Yeah, the dude, yeah, he was. There was something wrong with that guy. He was crazy. Yeah, or mentally disturbed. I guess is a nicer way to say it. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, these all these police shootings are crazy right now. And, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't think that there's any more or any less than there probably have been normally. It's just that everybody's got a video camera and everybody's super hyper PC sensitive and, you know. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, everybody's too f- sensitive. And what about the bombings? You heard about oh, yeah. those? Yeah, that weren't terrorists? No, there was a, who was it? There was a bombing. The, NY, the New York City bombing? Yeah. They're saying at first they said it wasn't. I don't know. Did they change their story? Um, I'm looking at September 23rd right here. Bombing suspects' family may have also had pro-jihadist views. Right. Yeah. So, at first they're like, whenever something, oh, this isn't a terrorist. It's not a terrorist. Oh, it's not a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the like first, they always first do. They try to saying. act like it's not. But when they were um, trying to, I guess, uh, arrest this guy or whatever, he he kept. He kept saying, you know, you're profiling me. You're profiling me. Yeah. Why are you profiling me? Well, because you're a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. But they, they laid off of him because of that. So he, you know, he squealed enough. You know, he was a squeaky wheel enough that they eventually just backed off because nobody wanted to get sued for you know, racial discrimination, for religious discrimination, um, you know, trying to be PC, trying to be politically correct. And this guy really was a bad guy and you know he ended up i mean oh, how you, many people look, did he kill look, it's just like it's just like the nightclub shooter down in uh, florida same thing that guy had been investigated by the fbi two previous times and they had walked away you know with it's just it, it blows it they're so the, the law enforcement people are so scared of being called a racist or you know being whatever 
religiously intolerant or whatever, but you know, let's just be honest with ourselves. The people that are blowing people up are Muslims. Yeah. Hence, the suspects for terrorist acts are going to be what, Marty? Muslims. <laughs> so is that racial profiling or religious profiling? Well, yes and no. It's like if it's, it's like if, if a police report goes out, you know, young black male just robbed a store up the street. Be look out for, uh, you know, an, an 18 to 21 year old six foot tall black male wearing a red hat. Are they going to be asking white people with red hats? Or only, it's just the opposite of that. If it's yeah, exactly. a white guy, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to yeah, be questioning they, black people. They're not going to be questioning exactly. Chinese people. They're not going to be. But the, but the bottom line is women. Muslims are blowing people up and murdering American U.S. citizens. So the suspects we're looking for are Muslim. Right. And, Let's just be honest with and, that. And a, you know, the, there is a certain nationality that are Muslims, but there are other people who aren't that nationality that are Muslims as well. You know, so just because somebody is Middle Eastern, again, doesn't mean that they're Muslim or jihadist or anything like that. No, that, that but at the same I mean, time, there's more of them than yeah. there's more of the people that are that are that. Um, what is it? Nationality than than aren't. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like I said, I'm not talking when they say you're just profiling me because of my religion. Yeah. Well, that's what this that's guy's exactly argument was. And, and it worked. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it got him off his back enough, you know, enough time for him to go and carry out his heinous bombing act. Oh, yeah. Injured, what, 30-something people? Yeah, that's what I was trying to find out. The, yeah, the I think it's 31 it. were injured. Nobody, actually, no one died. Did nobody die? Okay. Nobody died. No one died. Shockingly enough, no one actually died. But What a failed what a failed bomber. And he didn't die either. Obviously, he, he didn't. Still he maimed, he maimed and injured 31 people. Well, that's terrible. It's horrible. Yeah. But, you know, in the eyes of, of Allah, he, you know, they should, uh, he don't get his virgins. He's failed. Oh, yeah. I don't. It wasn't a suicide bomb, apparently, either. Nah, he had two of them. One of them didn't go off. Was he there with them, or was he like doing it remote, like IEDs? I think he like like set it off and ran, and then went to set another one off and ran, but it didn't blow up. The second one didn't blow up. Yeah, cowards. These people are cowards. Anyway, oh, yeah. absolutely. Enough. Yeah, of these... 30, 31 people. It says were injured. Thirty-one. Yeah. Okay. Well, bags. Yeah, there, there's our jack wagons this yeah. week. Nordic Components is an American-owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. The sales business produces lines of branded firearm accessories to enhance and elevate the shooting experience. We are a company owned and operated by individuals devoted to shooting sports, and many of us shoot competitively. We attend and sponsor a number of events around the country each year where we listen to you, the consumer, and are proud to say that all of our firearm components are a direct result of your input. As a firearms accessory provider, our aim is simple. Provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability. Nordic Components. Check us out at nordiccomp.com. So let's uh, let's get into AKs, Andrew. Let's talk about AKs, man. So you're, what do you want to know about AKs? You know Marty? a lot. You know a lot about AKs. You know a lot more than I do, anyway. I know a few things. But uh, let's just talk. You know, let's just kind of start off and let's talk a little history about AKs. And of course. Mikhail, is that how you say his name? Mikhail, Mikhail, mm -hmm. Michael. <laughs> well, it'd be the Russian version of uh, that, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Kalashnikov is the inventor of the AK-47, which is his initials. Uh, I don't know his first name. How do you say his first name? Well, AKs, it's Adamov Kalashnikov is what AK stands for, and 47 is the year it was uh, designed. So it's, uh, 1947, which, right, is, where, is how they derive uh, the name. What's the first part, the A? Automat, which is basically automatic. Okay, all right, and then it's his Russian. last name. So automatic, and then his last name, Kalashnikov. That's where the AK comes from. And then it was in 1947 that uh, I guess he patented it or whatever. So when he when he designed it, he was I mean he was credited with the design of it, um, but he was working obviously for the for the state. He was working for you know Russia, you know the Soviet right, Union, right? Because they have no private stuff. Yeah, at that time. so he didn't. So technically, I mean, he he invented it. Well, and I don't know if you call it invented or designed. I guess you would more say designed it. He designed um, it. Yeah, you know the most prolific firearm in the in the world, and really never got paid a cent for it. Right, and there are over. Uh, there's estimates that there's over a hundred million of them that have been produced since yep. since then. Yep, between him and all the satellite nations, yeah, between Russia and all the satellite countries, obviously China, Korea, North Korea, all the you know Eastern Bloc countries. Then you got Turkey, you know, the Middle East. So it's tons and tons of these things. Yeah. So let's see. He was uh he was a a tank commander, former tank commander. Yep, in World War Two. In World War Two, and he got injured. In the Battle of Bryan Bryansk, B R Y A N S K Bryansk. Yeah, I have no idea how to say it. In 1941, um, and then while he was there, he overheard some fellow soldiers complaining about the Soviet rifles that they had at the time. Uh, so that kind of inspired him to design the AK-47. It's kind of where where his uh, what do you call it? Inspiration came his, from. His inspiration came from, right. So basically in World War II, the majority of Russian soldiers were still carrying the, the Mosin the Gantz, which is the bolt-action 7.62 by 54 rifle. Towards the end of the war, the SVT-40 came out, which was a semi-automatic 7.62 by 54 rifle. It's actually a completely badass rifle, um, which was the predecessor to the SKS, mm -hmm. which I'm sure everybody's familiar with the SKS. Yep. The SKS came out right at the end of World War II, and more or less was very, very briefly used by the Russians because right after the SKS came out, the AK-47 was designed and adopted. Mm. So the SKS very, saw very short service with the, with the majority of the Soviet military, but then became very popular in their satellite states. Obviously, China, um, Yugoslavia, places like that picked up the uh, SKSs, um, but the AK-47 was then pretty much put into production there. Um, some interesting little tidbits you might be interested to know about the AK-47. Yeah, let's hear it. It was, it was originally designed to be a stamped receiver gun. Um, and it was really, it was heavily borrowed from some of the German technology. Yeah. They bought a lot of things from the Germans, some things from the United States as well. Um, but at the time, the Russians manufacturing capabilities and technology, they could not manufacture a stamped receiver that was quality enough to work. You know, you have your front and rear trunnions, they get hooked into the stamp right. receiver. Well, now let's, let's back up a little bit and then explain to people, because they're stamped and there's milled. Mm -hmm. Explain that real quick, the difference between those two. Okay, well, an AK-47 is designed to have a, a stamped sheet metal receiver. In other words, a flat piece of steel that's stamped and folded to make, make basically a box. Stamped by a big, huge, heavy... Press. Like, die or something. Mm -hmm. right? That gives, yeah. it, gives it a shape, gives it a form. Yeah. And then it's folded into basically, you know, like a box shape. And then there's a piece in the front and a piece in the rear that's riveted in. They're called trunnions. 
and basically the gun works. Every all the the mechanical parts of the guns are mounted to those trunnions, and the sheet metal more or less just aligns and holds the trunnions in place. Doesn't really have a lot of load bearing. So what ended up happening in Russia is versus versus milled, where milled which, is a solid piece of metal that is drilled, which is machined out. Machined out. Yeah. So the way the milled receiver came about was they had the milling technology, but they didn't have the stamping technology. So they literally couldn't manufacture the firearm with the stamped receiver the way that it was originally designed. So they manufactured it with a milled receiver. Oh, okay. Rich, you know, the early ones were manufactured with milled receiver. Milled. Then okay. they took a lot of German technology, a lot of German scientists, a lot of German manufacturing people um, from East Germany after the war, people that were now part of the uh, Soviet Union. Seems like we did that too, didn't we, in America? Yep, and that's we how we got yeah. our space program? <laughs> we sure did. We sure did. We did the exact same thing. Yeah. And um, as... As they adopted and adapted with new technologies, they transitioned out of the milled receiver into the stamped receiver, AK. Very cool. Yep. So, and you know, a lot of people talk about stamped and milled and stamped and milled. The Russians haven't used milled receivers in a very, 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 very long time. Yeah. So, um, you know, people talk about which is better, which is better, which is better. And there's never going to be a real good answer for that. But the gun itself was originally designed to be a stamped receiver, not a milled receiver. Well, I mean, the design and you know, the the manufacturing process of it has withstood the test of time, no doubt, and the Absolutely. test the test of battle. Um, the fact that there's a hundred million of them out there, and that's the weapon of choice for most of the, uh, I don't want to say third world countries, but would that be accurate? <laughs> um, I mean, you could say that, but I mean, there's there's a lot of countries that aren't third world countries that also use them. Right, uh, China. Yeah, I mean, you got you've got a lot of places. I mean, they're they're popular in I mean South America, Central America, obviously Africa, the mm. Middle East, Eastern Europe, um, obviously Russia. They still use them or a version of them. Um, most most of your former Soviet countries use them still. Um, so I mean, it's still a very prolific firearm out there. I mean, there's a whole hell of a lot more of those out there than there are AR-15s or M16 variants. Yeah. Another interesting fact here is that they were produced because of the durability, low production cost, and availability and ease of use uh, are the features which assured the AK-47 global success, uh, which we just talked about that a little bit. Uh, the AK-47 made it into the Guinness Book of Records as the most widely spread weapon in the world with 100 million currently. It says currently in use, but there's not 100 million in use. There's, that's how many were produced, I think, since since they started. Mm-hmm. That's an estimate, by the way. There's no way they yeah. can prove that. No, no, there's not. There's um, probably more. Honestly, there's probably been more made than that. Military and special forces in 106 countries around the globe, from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe, are now armed with the AK-47. So 106 countries. That's probably an estimate also. Let's see. Russia not only distributes the Kalashnikov rifles all over the world, but also licenses its production in over 30 other countries, including China, Israel, India, Egypt, and Nigeria. I didn't know Israel made AKs. Do they? Yep. yep. <clears throat> I think I've ever seen an Israeli AK. Well, I mean, the Galil is more or less an AK. Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. But they license they license lots of governments um, over the years. Obviously, all their satellite countries. Yeah. During during communist days of the Soviet Union. I don't know how accurate this is, but here's a a little factoid. It says the average global price of the of an AK is estimated at five hundred and thirty four dollars. This was in two thousand and five. 
probably not too far off now. And it says in, in African countries, you can get it for about $200 cheaper than that. Yep. Which you could probably just go find them laying on the ground. <laughs> the way the media makes it out to be, you know. Oh, yeah. You just, you just bend over, you know, trip over them and pick one up. Yep. Um, Osama bin Laden always had a Kalashnikov rifle with him during his video appearances. A crank off. Says, according to some reports, it was the U.S. which gave the Al Qaeda founder his first AK-47 to fight the Soviets in Afghanistan. Most likely. More than likely. We trained him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this has probably got some truth to it. But during the Vietnam War, many American soldiers gave up their M16s because M16s during Vietnam War pieces of basically. They didn't work really well at all in that environment. The first versions did have some issues for sure. Yeah. For the more reliable Kalashnikov rifles, which they picked up from their melted enemies. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much truth there is. I've actually just talked to a lot of different Vietnam vets about that scenario. Yeah. And a lot of them said, no one I've ever talked to said, yeah, that happened a lot. He said it happened occasionally and rarely you would see that. Some of the special ops guys would. Right. But I'll tell you a very cool story from a friend of mine that was, um, the guy, guy I knew that was in Vietnam, he was a uh, heavy machine gunner in Vietnam. I mean, you know, in the jungle combat that mm-hmm. they said what they would do, the AK-47s would get so hot that they would burn, the wood would catch fire and it would burn the, oh the little BC guy's hands. Yeah. So what they would do is they would wrap them with wet burlap Yeah. before end. So when they would get into heavy firefights, he said, what we would do is we would stay down and just let them shoot and let them shoot, lay down covering fire. And he said, and then... We would start to see the steam come up from their positions. You know their guns were getting flat. overheated. <laughs> yeah, and he said, and that's what they would do, and they and then he would concentrate his fire off his M60, where he would see the steam coming up from their concealment positions, and he would concentrate fire on the steam coming up. That's smart. Because the AKs would get so hot. Yeah, and you see, um, you see them wrapped with those leaves too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times. Yep. Yeah, I used to think that was probably for camouflage, but it's probably for the heat. Yeah, keep their because they burn their hands, burn their little mittens. Yep. Poor little things. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool story about the burlap and them steaming and giving away their positions. Let's see. Another interesting fact. If you mix vodka, absinthe, lemon, cinnamon, and sugar, that is the recipe for the Kalashnikov shot drink. I didn't know that. There you go. So that's uh, vodka. The, and there is a... Down in Florida, I'm going to have a, a Kalashnikov shot. There is a Kalashnikov vodka also. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I've got a bottle of it. Oh, around somewhere. Sweet. Is it in the shape of an AK? Nah. It's a standard bottle, but the bottom of it looks like a 760 by 39 round. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I cracked it open the day Kalashnikov passed away. Yeah, he died, uh, what, three years ago? Three or four. 2013, I think, is when he... I mean, he was like 96 or something. 93, 96 years old mm-hmm. when he passed away. Yeah, it was just like a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. Okay. All right. So Andrew's got to go. <laughs> we're going to have to uh, use his knowledge while we're here. So the AK that I got, the Palmetto State Armory one, uh, it's just got the basic um, synthetic furniture on it right now. And I'm pulling it up here. And what I want to do is um, I want to get some rails on the front and I want to get a folding uh, buttstock and I want to change the grip out. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to do some videos with it just like this in this form. But then once I, you know, I shoot some videos like that, then I'm going to change out. And what do you recommend for handguard? Um, it depends on what you want to do with it. I personally, I like the traditional style handguards. But if you're looking to put an optic on it, mm-hmm. and that's what you want, you're going to want to buy a higher quality one. Um, there's several companies out that make really high quality uh, aluminum rail systems for that. Um, CAA has a very high end. Um, uh, what do you call it? not MLOC, uh, key mod key mod okay. uh, Midwest industries makes a really nice one. that's pretty affordable. It's not, not super high end. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously several, several other companies that do it, but do they make them that go, that go further out that are longer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what the I, I want. One that's has, does that. And then Midwest has got one. I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's tons of companies that make it. Okay. Have you seen um, the, the, the Troy, boots. Troy industries? Yeah. Have you seen it? Troy's got a new one. Yeah. What do you think about bad. it? Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. Is it not bad? Solid locks in. Is, you know, is CAA's a longer one? They make a longer one and they make a standard length one. Okay. I'll check into that one then. And then for my butt stock, you know, it's just got the the fixed butt stock on it right now. I'm wanting to get a That's uh, the CAA one. Oh, that's the handguard? Yeah, this thing's like four hundred bucks. Oh well huge. Yeah. It's and crazy. It's nice, though. Yeah, I yeah was, it's really nice. It's actually probably one of the nicest things they make. Does that go back? Um Yeah, it goes over goes over the top, but still allows you access to the dust cover. So this, your barrel's going this way, and this is going back towards you to mount your optic on the back here. Oh, it's the going toward the buttstock there. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that is, is, that's exactly your gas what I want. Up here. But yeah, this is a really nice one. It's just very expensive and kind of heavy. Maybe Mikey will give me a deal on one. Maybe. I doubt it. <laughs> um, pistol then, grips, um, you know, obviously everybody makes those. We've got... Uh, I mean, really, everybody makes one. I think um, I'm going to go with. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Ergo. I saw yeah, Ergo's. Yep, Ergo's got a good one. Ergo's my favorite grips, and I saw yeah. they made one for the AK, so I'll probably run with that one. Yeah, if that's what you like, definitely run with that. Yeah. And then, as far as the butt stocks go, you've got a bunch of different options from like cheap, cheap Tapco tube with six positions, um, like AR style stock. But you said you wanted a folder, right? Yeah, I wanted a folder. What do I got to do to? Is there a, a adapter or something I've got to put on here to make it a, a folder or what? Okay, so Magpul makes a folding stock that's going to have the adapter basically built into it. Okay. All you're going to do is you're going to take that old fixed butt stock out. It's really simple. There's the screws. You can see them right there. Right. Just take it off and take it out. So is it just right. that? Is it just that one screw that's holding? Um, it? I'm not sure on the Palmetto. There may is there an underscrew on the Palmetto? No, I'm not seeing one. Okay, then there's probably um, a screw or a pin on the inside inside of the receiver to okay. so take the dust cover off and look around the inside. But it's really simple. Okay. And then just make sure they'll they'll sell them for stamped receiver. Make sure you get one for stamped, not milled. Okay. And it'll go right receiver. in there. Actually, I think Magpul only does stamp right now. They haven't come out with their milled receiver stuff yet. Yeah. I was looking at. You know, I've got a um, a double star Ace SOCOM yeah. butt stock on one of my ARs. Mm-hmm. I would like to put one of those on this one. That, that's what I was going to say. The best one, it's expensive, but the best is the Ace. Ace makes a side folding adapter, which you'll buy, install into the back of the receiver, and then you can put any of their Ace stocks onto that adapter. Gotcha. So I think they they make the best AK side folder. Um, it's Like I said, it's not cheap, but it's definitely the best one on the market. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll probably go that route then. Um, yeah. Because I like the, the SOCOM that I've got right now. It's a really good butt stock. Yeah, basically, you'll be able to take that piece off, and you can stick it right onto their adapter for the AK. Now, what about um, a muzzle brake compensator? What do you recommend uh, for that? It's got a standard slant brake on it. Yeah. Man, I love. I like the way they look. I just leave the slant brakes on them, but a bunch of people have uh, comps for it. I think Bickers has got one now for the AK. Um, 
I mean, there's, like you said, think anybody that makes them, yeah. Bortec, anybody that makes, they make them for the AKs now. I guess. I mean, the, the AK accessories are really, really popular. I like the slant break. I like the traditional look of the slant break. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I do like, also like, I like the Vortex suppressors uh, because they do really eliminate flash. Now, if you're looking for a compensator, that's obviously something very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking for an actual flash suppressor, I like the Vortex still. I, I mean, I think they, they have a great design and it works really well. And I've used it for years and really like it. Very cool. Now, uh, these these rear sights that mm-hmm. are on here, um, if I put the rails on there, are they, are they going to interfere with that? Some will, some won't. Depends on the brand you buy. Well, I was going to do the CAA. Yeah, the CAA one will not. You can still use your iron sights with the CAA one. Sweet. Okay. That's important because I want to keep those. Yep. You'll still be able to use your your irons with that. Awesome. All right, buddy. That's all I got uh, for you right now. Now, magazine-wise, CAA also makes a really good um, AK magazine, which... They have a 30-round windowed mag, um, and then the Magpul mags work pretty good. Um, I, I haven't had any issues with them. I like... I like the uh, Circle 10 mags, uh-huh. which is the, the Eastern European surplus mags, waffle mags. Yeah. For me, I've, I've been shooting AKs for a long time. And if you can get your hands on these, Marty. Yeah. He's going uh, to get one to show it to us. Yeah. As sorry. if you guys um, can see it. That's like a, a waffle. <laughs> some people call them waffle mags. But yeah, yeah. you'll look on the mold stamping right here at the bottom. Yeah. It says it has a 10 in a circle. Mm-hmm. I'll so see circle that. these, in my opinion, are the best made AK mags you can get. Okay. Um, and uh, if good you can fit, find them, good fit. Huh? A good fit most of the time. Solid fit, metal reinforced polymer. These things are just freaking rock, rock solid. Awesome. Awesome. Hard to so, get though, huh? They, man, you know they they come and go. They come and go. Um, sometimes you'll somebody will have a bunch, and sometimes you won't see any for three months. But, uh, you know, just grab If you get a chance, grab a couple of Circle 10s. They're really good mags. I'll grab them out of your closet yeah. <laughs> next time yeah. I'm over there. <laughs> You're like, hey, what happened to my mags? Now you'll draw back a damn nub. Don't, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, the, the, the P-Mags are great. CAA's new 30-round mag, I put thousands of rounds through those mags, testing yeah. them out when we first made them. We first started making them and um, have had zero issues with those CAA mags. And they're windowed, which I think is super cool. Cause there's not a lot of nobody. There's only like one other company that makes a windowed uh, AK mag, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so those are great mags if you're looking for a polymer mag. Um, they're just not metal reinforced, and neither are the Magpul mags. Gotcha. So um, if you want those metal reinforced um, ones, the Circle Tens are pretty much the best thing going now. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll find you a couple. That ought to get me do- uh, dolled up a little bit on my. Cause you know me, I don't like just plain. Shit. I gotta. I know you gotta. I dress my shit up. Yeah, Are you gotta, being summoned? Yeah, let me grab this real quick, dude. Okay. okay. All right, so so real quick before you go, I know you got to go. Um, you and I are going to be headed down to Georgia here in just a few days. We are headed down to the Ivy eight 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 YouTube range day shoot. What, what day is that? Uh, we're gonna leave. Like Thursday night or Friday. I thought it was in October. Early Friday morning. Yeah, that's next week. September. September October first is Saturday. Huh? Saturday is October first. Right, but the the Friday is when they do the setup and all that stuff. Okay, okay. So the thirtieth is when we're leaving. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Are you good with that? I was confused. I was just thinking it was. I was thinking October dates in my head. So I had like the 
What, what, what are the dates of the actual shoot? First and second? First and second, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. But they're going to be doing some shooting um, Friday night after getting everything set up. Probably do some suppressed shooting and stuff. So we'll probably just leave Friday morning, right? Yeah, we'll leave uh, Friday morning. Cool. Be cool. Uh, but we got we you know we got a place to stay, so we're good. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, Andrew and I are gonna head down to Georgia in uh, IV eight 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 YouTube shoot coming up two days, uh, probably two and a half days of that uh, we'll have. And uh, I'm just gonna drive up what Nashville? Are you gonna drive down this way? Because we're gonna we got a carpool. I mean, we got a, a convoy. Because I'm going yeah. to Daytona right after. Yeah. So right after that, like I said, I'm going to Daytona to the Big Three East. Uh, shooting event down there. Uh, so I'm going to be out of pocket for a while. Hopefully I'll be able to get some recordings in between or during and get some stuff posted uh, while I'm traveling. Uh, but we're going to be staying with our buddy Danny at Dipstick Hydrographics uh, while we're down at IV888. And then I'll be staying with uh, some of the days down there with the guys at Frontier Tactical, hoping to get a tour of their factory while I'm down there. So that'll be some good times. Cool. Is there uh, anything you're looking forward to at the IV-8888 shoot? Oh, just, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing old friends and giving you a hand since you're short a guy. And uh, I'm, I'm Marty's last-minute fill-in, just so everybody knows. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> <laughs> you're never damn available. You're always going somewhere and doing something. Yeah, so, um, no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, went, I went to it last year and had a great time. Met a lot of really good people, um, good networking. The rain sucked. Yeah, the, the rain absolutely sucked. It poured and poured and poured for a few days. It's still a good time. The whole though. shooting range was destroyed by a giant storm. Um, but uh, but all in all, um, it was still it was still a good time. Everybody kept positive attitudes and a lot of good people out there. A lot of good product out there. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, just a, a really cool event that uh, Eric and those folks do. It's a really really cool event. And well, let me rephrase. It's a really cool event that Brandy does and Eric comes to. <laughs> yeah, Eric and Chad show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Along with all of us. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to that. And uh, we'll have lots of hopefully good videos that uh, come from that. We didn't get much last year because of the rain, so that's kind of a bummer. Speaking of videos, I'm still working on that NRA video with Morgan. Mm -hmm. I've been working on it today, um, so I should have that ready any minute. I'll probably send you guys a copy of it, let you look at it before I release it to see if, if she's all send right. Send it to her. Don't send it to me. I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing, She's nothing bad in her did right now, but I got to meet, I got to be at the groove in like 15 minutes. Luckily it's not too far. All right, brother, man. And then of course, uh, we got the, the goddamn gallows coming in town at the end of the month that, uh, we're going to, Andrew and I are going to be, uh, interviewing. So that'll be a good time too. So, all right, oh, yeah. man, get out of here. Go, uh, drink some cold beers. That's what I'm going to go do and listen to some music. We will be right back. Leadheads. All right. Thanks Marty. All right, Leadheads, uh, that was our good buddy Andrew. Appreciate him taking the time to, to be on with me. I actually had uh, Eric and Chad scheduled to be on with me this week, um, but with all the stuff going on with the YouTube shoot, um, they just couldn't make it. So we were just going to kind of do a little uh, a little pre-IV888 uh, YouTube shoot show, uh, and uh, we're going to talk about some Quigley Down Under stuff. We kind of made a, a reference to Quigley Down Under in the previous episode, uh, that movie with uh, Tom Selleck, um, Alan Rickman, and uh, Eric and the gang made a, a trip, uh, I guess, to the Browning Museum or factory recently. He's got a video on his YouTube channel, and he's got the actual Quigley, it's the 45110 Shiloh Sharps. 
the actual one that was used in the movie, all the props, you know, the, um, the scabbard and the knife and the bullets and all kinds of cool stuff that he's uh, got there in front of him as he's talking about it. So check out that video, uh, IV888 on their YouTube channel. Well, that's uh, going to be a little short and sweet show this week, guys. Um, so we've got a lot going on. i got a lot that I'm getting ready for. Make sure that you do go and listen to the X-Steel Targets episode 167, the um, trivia question. If you guys want to win the AR-500 Steel Target, it's up for grabs, and uh, we're going to run that um, up until the next episode. So you've still got some time to take part and... Um, win a cool AR-500 target. I'd like to go ahead and thank our sponsors, Nordic Components. Check them out at nordiccomp.com. I'm going to be taking their rifles with me this uh, next couple of weeks as I'm traveling around to these different events and uh, let people get some hands-on with the NC-15, uh, 223, and the uh, 300 Blackout, and the 22. I'm going to be taking the 22 down there, too. Still waiting on that 308. Um, they're just, I mean, they're right on the cusp of releasing that thing. So uh, it may be that uh, I might get it during my travels, but more than likely it'll be sometime after. Um, Cobalt Kinetics, check them out at cobaltkinetics.com. Uh, we had Nick Atkinson on the show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was a great interview with him. Make sure you're following the Cobalt Kinetics three-gun team. That'd be Nick and Rick, Kalani and Keith. Those guys are amazing shots. If you ever get an opportunity to go watch uh, them perform live, in person, uh, go do that. And they post their uh, upcoming events. Each one of them has a personal Facebook page. You can go there. And then, of course, Cobalt Kinetics uh, shooting team has their own Facebook page. You can go to there and follow them there as well. And to make sure you follow Casey Griggs, CG3G. That's our three-gunner and Nordic Components three-gunner. He's uh, up and coming. Um doing better and better each event that he takes part in and he's just a phenomenal dude great shot and uh, if you get the opportunity if you guys uh, go watch him support him he's got a facebook instagram page as well frontier tactical uh, you heard me mention nate i'm going to be spending some time with those guys uh, as we go down to daytona the big three east either going to do that before or after that event uh, we're going to get a couple of days with those guys go to their factory get a tour and see how they make that awesome Warlock system, multi-caliber system for your AR. Um, it's really cool. If you guys not seen my video on YouTube, make sure you go to YouTube and watch that video that I did with uh, Nate and Scott from Frontier Tactical and the Warlock system. And, of course, Glock. Guys, check them out at uh, Glock USA, the official carry handgun of left hand with talking lead. That's right. I rock the Glock 27 and the Glock 23. And I've got uh, several other Glocks, but those are my main carries that, uh, that I like to, to tote for my own personal protection. And then, of course, you've heard me mention X-Steel Targets several times uh, during this show. X-Steel Targets, some of the best AR-500 steel targets that are on the market. Unless you're sighting in your gun, you know, there's really no reason for you guys to be shooting paper anymore because these targets are super affordable. Uh, I mean, you can even implement paper targets with your uh, steel targets. I've seen people do that, put paper targets over the steel targets. Um, it's just that awesome ting, you know, that immediate feedback that you get from the steel targets. It's just awesome. It's amazing. X steel targets. You know, the ammo uh, with that that you're shooting, if you do, you know, if you're worried about ricochets or, you know, stuff coming back and hitting you, then check out Snake River Ammo. 
uh, Team Never Quit, Snake River Ammo and Team Never Quit, they make a frangible uh, round that is perfect for shooting steel targets, and you can even use it in competition. So check those guys out also. They're with the VFOB, Veterans Family of Brands. And uh, if anybody's going to be at SHOT Show, they're going to be having a try-and-buy event. It'll be January the 15th and the 16th. That's a Sunday and a Monday uh, at the Pro Gun Club that's in Boulder City where they're going to have you know somewhere around 200 or more vendors set up there where you can actually come out and try the products, you know, shoot the gun, shoot the ammo, try the stuff out, uh, and then, uh, you know, before you buy it, you'll get a little hands-on with it. And it's open to, to media and buyers. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can go to uh, the VFOB's Facebook page, and that would be Veterans FOB is their Facebook page, and uh, check that out. But that's going to be um, right before SHOT Show. Multicam, check them out at multicampattern.com. If any of you guys see the lead sled uh, during our travels, make sure you honk at us, wave at us, let us know that you're lead heads. Um, this you know, coming week, we're going to be traveling uh, from Tennessee all the way down to Florida and back, so should be plenty of opportunities for you lead heads to, to check us out. Ran into some lead heads uh, a couple of weeks ago in Nashville at an event that I was at there. It was really cool to see them and um, meet them. Yeah, I it was like the Italian Lights event or something like that that they had in Nashville. Pepper and I were there, and we took Oshi, Big Sweetie, took him with us. I mean, talk about a magnet. Holy cow. When you bring a 185-pound, 6'4 dog with you, you get some attention. So <laughs> I think uh, I think that's probably the only reason they spotted me is they saw Oshi, and uh, then they're like, oh, hey, that's uh, left hand. But it was great meeting you guys. Thanks for coming up, introducing yourselves. Uh, anytime you let Head see me out in public, uh, just come up, and say hey, man. Um, just like to like to meet everybody and personally say thank you for supporting the show. And of course, our friends of the show and other sponsors. We've got Atlas Defense. You know, those guys had a big flood here recently. Still recovering, trying to recover from that. So if you guys could help them out. Go to the store, uh, their online store, buy their shirts. Um, you know, anything to help them out. Uh, they'd greatly appreciate that. But those guys are uh, on a quick road to uh, getting back up to full speed. So hopefully we'll be hearing from them soon. Keltec, Keltec Weapons, our good buddy Chad. Uh, we know we're going to be running into him down there at the IV888 event. So uh, we'll be sure to get some video with him and hopefully an interview or two. And uh, I've got a rifle coming in soon from them that we'll be talking about. So very excited about that. And I'd like to give a big thanks to Palmetto State Armory for sending us the PSAK-47. We're going to be getting some videos of that coming up soon. And uh, we'll do a video of the transformation of it also uh, from the original to um, whatever I decide to go with. You know, sounds like I'm going to go with the, the cool CAA handguard and the ace buttstock and the uh, ergo grips grip on that and then of course you know I, I've got to hydro dip it so we'll uh, see what Danny's got to put a really cool hydro dip finish on that bad boy and guys make sure you check out 1776united.com that's where you can get the talking lead t-shirts uh, I've been working with them on trying to get some different colors maybe get some hats going so hopefully we can get that uh, we can get that all taken care of here pretty quick, maybe in time for Christmas. Our good buddies over at Tactical Walls, um, they've supplied the 
winner of the Talking Lead and Friends Independence Celebration giveaway with the Tactical Walls clock. We're still waiting for pictures from that winner. I know he's got his clock already, but I've not seen any pictures. Uh, some of the other winners have been posting pictures, and I've been putting them on Facebook. So as those uh, get sent to me, I'll make sure they get posted, and you guys can see all the cool swag that uh, the participants and winners of the giveaway won. And maybe our next one, you'll be a winner. And we'd like to thank Colt, Cantu Bruner, Designs, Apex Tactical, and, of course, our good buddies over at Devil Dog Concepts with that side charging handle. Make sure you guys check them out. And um, Big 3 East, you know, that event's coming up. They've got a website. Uh, they do a lot more than just this event. They've got classes and training that they do. Uh, they've got a shooting range over there um, in the Daytona area. So you guys go check out their website, Facebook page, Big 3 East. Check them out. That's all I've got this week, guys. We'll be back soon with some awesome stuff from Georgia and Florida and no telling where else. So, as always, Leadheads, keep those loved ones close and your firearms closer. <laughs>